Okay, let's just fucking do this. Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 90. My name is Mark Chamblin, and today, on her birthday, I'm joined <laughs> by Alex Wallace. Uh, Alex, welcome to your mid-twenties. Oh, what is up, girls and gays? I am 25, and I cannot believe that this podcast has forced me to watch Gamer 2009 on my goddamn birthday. I... This is my only 25th birthday. This is the only 25th <laughs> birthday I'm ever going to have. And now forever for the rest of my life. When people are, oh, when you turn 25, what'd you do? Oh, I watched Gamer 2009. Yeah, w- would this have been better or worse, you think, if um, if the film's working title, Citizen Game, <laughs> <laughs> had been the actual title? I... <laughs> We're... Uh, there is not going to be a single moment in this entire podcast where either of us is going to be able to say the title of this film without laughing. It is so fucking funny that this movie is called Gamer. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit last week, but it's just yeah. really funny because it's like, obviously in 2009, uh, like the word gamer did not have the connotations that it does now, you know? Gamergate hadn't happened yet. It hadn't become this weird internet identity thing that it is now, and now it's like a punchline. Uh, you know, back then a gamer was just somebody that liked video games, or in the case of Gamer 2009, but gamer is somebody who uh, kills other people in increasingly violent and upsetting ways. Um, I don't know, how'd you feel about that? What did we watch this week, so, Mark? <laughs> we're off to a great start. Gamer Ugh. is a 2009 uh, sci-fi action film uh, written and directed by Mark Nevildine and Brian Taylor. Uh, we've got we've you got your Gerard Butler mm-hmm. um, in his beefcakeiest role, beefcakeiest gun totinist, not saying anythingest yeah. role. He really couldn't uh, be any more far removed from his performance as Javert in Les Misérables. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah he doesn't sing a single time in this. He I doesn't. was really expecting uh, a, a musical number, which we got, but it's not the kind you think. Um, <laughs> uh, you got Michael oh, C. Hall, movie. Ludacris, uh, Terry <laughs> Crews, uh, John Leguizamo, um, God, who says that was the Terry N word. Wasn't it? <laughs> I just I didn't even realize it was Terry Crews. Literally, just exists in this movie to be the scary black guy that loves to kill people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he like walks up to him in a locker room and is like. Hey, motherfucker, I just killed some people because I like doing that. Look at how big, beefy, and black and strong I am. Yeah. I'm scary. It and sucks. like, the, oh, man, this movie is bad. Um, so, yeah, um, so, so, sure. And, this, you know, this movie does have a plot, and I would love uh, to, to hear it condensed into four or five sentences, I- which... Somehow, I didn't expect Gamer to be like one of the dense movies. This that we is, yeah, we should before we even get into this. I should point out, like Mark and I have pages of notes to get through for Gamer <laughs> 2009. I thought this was gonna be one of those easy ones. I thought this was gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna come in and be like, oh, here's this generic action movie. Oh, if they had made X Y Z changes, this could have been kind of an interesting film. But that eh, they didn't. Whatever. Moving on. You know, Wing Commander style. Uh, not yeah. so. That is not that is not what has happened here. Um, so I'm going to explain the plot, which I think if I just explain the bare essentials of this, uh, it really doesn't bring across 
the ethos of what of what gamer 2009 is is really all about but but you want to get your bearings first right so it's the not too distant future and the guy from dexter has invented a way to let people remotely control other people uh like like a video game so like you can basically like sit in a computer your computer chair and you're playing video games but actually a video game is taking a place in some like fenced off block 200 miles away where dudes are actually shooting each other um and and so they and so they've made two games like this one of them is called society and it's it's second life uh and the other one is called slayers and it's call of duty um and the people who are in slayers are all death row inmates and that includes our hero gerard butler um and then a lot of bullshit happens uh, but basically, Gerard Butler is just the fucking best at murder. He's been kicking ass at Slayers. If you win at Slayers enough, you get to be free. So he's trying to get his freedom. Uh, and him, he's got to team up with the 17-year-old that controls his brain. And eventually, they got to they gotta kill Dexter Mark Zuckerberg. Um... <laughs> DMZ, Dexter Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> How did you feel about Gamer 2009, Mark? You know, this is one of those weeks uh, <laughs> on Cartridge Cinema Club's classic. Uh, it's it's a terrible action movie from the 2000s that bites off more than it can chew, yeah. uh, concept-wise, and delivers on none of them. Um, the it's it's funny because like I they unknowingly created a fantastic premise for a good cyberpunk story here. Yeah, they did. Um, they it it's a great. Because, like, it touches on all the classics. It touches on capitalism, it, though it doesn't realize it. It touches on, uh, you know, control and what it means to be human, though it doesn't realize it. Um, it it's, it's, you know, it touches on becoming an allegory for something in our real world, um, you know, prison slave labor. Yeah. Um, but because it's one of those movies, of course, it completely falls flat. I think the way that, that you put it was, it's like a movie that's about prison slave labor that doesn't know that prison slave labor is actually a real thing that already exists yeah, in real no, life. Yeah, no, totally. It's like, it's like, imagine a world where <laughs> prisoners are forced to do labor, being paid basically nothing. Yeah, and it's like, it's like um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> in order right in order to in order to fund pr the the private prison system like dude yeah what you already this is the thing it yeah it's this movie was so much more weird than i ever could have possibly imagined not since uh the lawnmower man have we had a, a film yeah. on this podcast that just completely knocked me on my ass <laughs> yeah this episode this episode is the spiritual successor to the lawnmower <laughs> man really episode is. That's um, a good, uh, that's a good double feature. And like, it's, it's, the, it's because the movie has so many different tones and it is just wildly shifting between them at all times. Sometimes it wants to be a very serious, a very dark action movie where Gerard Butler is making serious decisions about having to do murder. And then sometimes it wants to be like a loud fucking Michael Bay ass action movie where Gerard Butler has to kill people, but it's in a cool way. Um, and then sometimes it wants to be like a wacky political satire. It's very bad at doing that. Um, sometimes it's like trying to be a drama. There's like moments where there's like really stark cinematography and there's like actual sort of character moments. Um, and it's pretty bad at doing pretty much all of those things. Um, but it, 
honestly could have been an incredible film if it was even remotely well told. I think the ideas are great, as we discussed, uh, but yeah, like we said, it re you really get the impression that they really don't know what they have here. Like, they don't understand the premise and the world that they've created and why it's interesting. Um, and also, I'm convinced that the two people that wrote this movie are 12. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's... Okay, we... <laughs> we we made fun of Uva Bowl the other week for his film Blood Rain to Deliverance, in which characters in like the Wild West talked like twelve year olds on Xbox Live. Now, in Gamer 2009, every single character talks like a twelve year old on Xbox Live. It's so weird. It's so jarring and doesn't. And it's like, it doesn't matter what the context of the scene is. Every single ca there ha li mm -hmm. Listen, <laughs> I, I, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a stranger to the, to the off-color phrase. Obviously, we swear a lot on this podcast. I tend to use the word fuck as a filler word. Um, but this movie, it's like every single sentence has to have a has to have a, a cuss in it so you know that the movie is edgy including like when the characters are like on tv like there's a part where like dexter mark zuckerberg is on like a fucking like polite talk show and he's being asked about a recent election and he refers to the election being won by quote a cock solid 68 percent um, there's a part where there's, like, two news reporters telling us about what's going on in the plot, and then they just, like, I'm just gonna play the clip, because it's just... Don't, don't cry for Castle. He can cover this with the change in his couch cushions. Hmm. On a personal note, that shit was fucked up. Yeah, it was. I literally pissed myself. Ugh, sounds like fun. Seriously, these humans, cocksuckers, they're out of control. Okay, that's what the whole movie's like. <laughs> The, it's really, and the whole really movie, good. The whole movie is like that. I, there's the. Oh, mm, I want to talk about the part where. So like, there, there's the 17 year old who's like a hotshot gamer, and he controls Gerard Butler's brain, and he's like an esports star because he's good at murder. Um, and at one point, like the first time we see this character, he walks into his like big like 360 degrees view screen computer room and he's like immediately bombarded with pop-up ads from fangirls who are trying to scam him um and they literally like one of at one point they're like a video feed of two british girls comes up and they start hitting on him and the screen name listed for them is come dumpsters with a k and a z <laughs> That's the kind of that's the kind of movie that Gamer 2009 is. And then again, it tries to take itself like really seriously at other points. It is so jarring and so confusing and and there's it, everything happens so fast. And yeah, we should we should talk about the thing with John Leguizamo. Uh, so what so the fuck? okay. So what John the, Leguizamo's character what the fuck? <laughs> for some reason this character was written like as a black man, it is. Did this they is just not forget? arguable. Did this they is, just this forget is... to cast a black person in this? And role? just handed him the script, and he like just went with it. He just Cause... drops a fucking end bomb. Yeah. Not only does this character say the n word, but like he says like brother. He says like his character speaks entirely in AAVE, uh, including using the n word, 
And it's John the, Leguizamo. Literally, the, like, the first time we see this character, he just drops an N-bomb, and he is just a white dude. And I, like, had draws... to go back. I was like, no. Uh, yeah, I went that back, like, happen. three times. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Because Gerard Butler isn't like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> he just, he just, he just says it. And he said, it's like with an A at the end, like he's just saying it like it's a cool guy phrase that he says all the time, but it's John Leguizamo, who you might not know is Italian. He played Luigi in the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so fucking weird. I don't, there's a lot of, mm, it's, it, hmm, there's a lot of weird. Uh, 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 Weird yeah, th- there are on. other slurs. I don't feel like we we need to like go out of our yeah, way to there's... say what they are, but like like th- there's people who just say like gay and yeah, stuff like there's, that. There's our slurs thrown around in this yeah. movie. Lots of it's just it's it's just the movie is so fucking juvenile. It's unbelievable. Um, and I think that also goes along with the movie's view towards sex and sexuality. Right now, th- um, this is another part where. You know, I I have seen what I consider to be good cyberpunk Mm -hmm. uh, handle, like, the idea of sex work and, like, sex in the future uh, handled in an interesting way. (laughs) This was a solid concept uh, for that, and... (laughs) Yeah, of course. Okay, so, so, so they it's have terrible. The, they have the second life thing, right? And the way that it's called society, um, and the way that it works is that you can sign up to basically be somebody's avatar. Um, and then, you know, it's basically like, yeah, when you are an avatar in society, you're basically, you're being controlled by creepy dudes who are making you perform sex acts with everybody else who is in yeah, society. Yeah, these, it's, it's important to, and I think the movie doesn't care about this because there's like a, a big escape sequence, but it's important to note that the people in society are Im- contracted employees of society and they volunteer to to do this, whereas the the people in prison camp labor murder game mm-hmm. are literal prisoners, and they have no other option uh, other than being on death row. Yeah. So the, it's, I mean, the movie doesn't yeah. have the movie isn't interested in drawing any parallels between those two things. But you know, no, of course not. Fair. But any competent script obviously would see what they have. Here, yeah, and no, so and not. and so Gerard Butler's like long lost wife that he has, of course, um, is like. <laughs> a worker in the society game, right? And every single sequence that takes place where we see the society stuff um, is really just like, look at these gross sex perverts who like to roleplay. Look at, and like, like, they spend so much time focusing on look at this fat guy that controls her isn't that gross look at this yeah, fat man who is experiencing sexual pleasure isn't that disgusting because he, he's, he's sweaty he's shirt shirtless and sweaty and like eating sausages yeah it's it's just it sucks it it sucks and, it, and it's 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 par for the course it's the same same exact thing as the like He's basically like the real life version of the South Park World of Warcraft player, dude. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it, it, it's just like this movie doesn't have anything interesting to say about the like sexual wor- role play world that it has created. Besides, isn't it so gross that people like to do this weird sex stuff? Um, yeah. I also think it's funny that they equate being a sex worker with like being a slave with a chip in your head. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, like 
It's it's like, you know, obviously, if in the real world there was a thing where you could take over people's brains and make them perform sex acts on each other, even if it was voluntary, voluntary, I would probably feel pretty weird about that and not really be for it. But like... It's the fact that, like, the movie's only thing that it has to say about that isn't about autonomy, isn't really about anything. It's just like, ew, isn't it gross that this man is fat and is experiencing sexual pleasure? And that's really it. It, it Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, that that's all it has to say about the morality of this. Yeah. It's, it's just like... Wouldn't it be gross? Know, <laughs> fat people are gross and they shouldn't, like, they shouldn't jerk off. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, um, it sucks. It sucks. Um, so now, so there's, there's just this massive section coming up on our notes called the politics. Yeah. <laughs> which, which this is not the first time that we have had a, a category called the, the politics. politics. It happens yeah. like once every, once every three episodes, yeah. I would say. Um, yeah. So like we, like we mentioned, it really feels like they don't know the movie that they're writing here. Right. Because yeah. the Slayers, the, the Call of Duty game. Um, exists as, like, a form of prison labor, and it's all death row inmates that are doing it. And there's, like, this huge undercurrent throughout the whole movie uh, where, like, it seems like the movie understands the concept of, like, people do not think of these death row inmates as people, so it is okay for them to die. Um, And, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what the real world is like, too. (laughs) Um, And so at first you're like, does this movie understand what it's doing here but then it doesn't do anything with any of those things it almost seems like the movie is completely unaware of anything that it's doing because the way that it ends up culminating is just like and then they gotta go to mark zuckerberg's cool weird house uh and then they find out that he has mind powers that let him control everybody that has a chip chip in them so they gotta stab him to death uh and then the prison stuff is like never really addressed (laughs) yeah there's there's not like a big change in public perception about the concept of of watching prisoners murder each other for no. entertainment. That's just like like when like when Mark Zuckerberg says uh, we call him just call him Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> when when Michael C. Hall's character just straight up says on a TV interview, "Oh, they're prisoners. They signed up for this. It's it's completely ethical. It's not murder." It's like he's saying that directly to the audience, and <laughs> like we are supposed to just accept that explanation as just the premise for the movie. And then he's like, "And then on top of this, let's talk about the sci-fi." It's like, "No, go back, go back. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about the prison thing." <laughs> The way that it wraps up, right, is that is that like Mark the 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 final battle between Mark Zuckerberg and Gerard Butler gets like broadcast everywhere online and everybody gets to see it. So they get to see Mark Zuckerberg say a bunch of slurs and then like try to stab a dude. Yeah, that's why people are mad at him. And then everyone's like, that- ooh, maybe that guy that was like kidnapping people and putting chips into their brains was like, maybe not that chill after all. Um yeah, I, yeah. That was my biggest takeaway from the ending. Was oh, that was what got the public perception to change, yeah. not the not the murder of incarcerated human beings. <laughs> I, one of my favorite bits is at the very beginning when you're like, with the opening montage, which is played to the uh, to the Marilyn Manson version of "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This." Um, it was classic, amazing. Not not, not used nearly as well as it was in the film "The Smartest Guys in the Room." Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. The the part where you see an ad for Slayers and it says it's not murder, it's Slayers, TM. 
Which again, it's it's funny because it's in this movie, but like, you know, that's a cyberpunk thing of like, oh, we found a new way to murder people, but we trademarked it. Yeah, like as it, a slogan, yeah. that would be cool. But the movie doesn't but, no. know that, and you can but, tell because the the because of the because of the the rebel faction in this movie. Oh God, who are called humans with a Z at the end, and and it's like. So they're like the they're like the hacker resistance group led by led by Ludacris. <laughs> and like it's so funny because the only thing that we ever see Ludacris and his and his and his goons accomplish and like mo- throughout most of the movie is like they'll like interrupt a game of slayers or a game of society and then like Ludacris's face appears on the screen and he's like <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is a liar. <laughs> This is no game. This is slavery. <laughs> and like, like that's it. Like that's all they do. There's a point where like the camera lingers on some greedy, some graffiti left by the humans, and it just says "Slayers is bad TV." <laughs> and that's the best that they, that's the best that they got to come at him with. Um, yeah, I don't know. How'd you feel about a uh, uh, returning friend of the show, Ludacris's uh, performance? <laughs> well, Ludacris and pals. Um... <laughs> I kind of I kind of found their their function in this movie again this is completely unknowingly they do not realize this is the case but like this is a very like this is a very like liberal response to fascism isn't yeah, it Yeah it's very just to, it's very <laughs> just to say this is just saying like Donald Trump is orange and a bad man yeah. <laughs> without actually do like doing yeah. anything to I, I, Hacking, hacking into the FBI's website so that I can make it say Donald Trump is a doo-doo head. <laughs> uh, excuse me, good sir. <laughs> how yeah. dare you? How dare? How dare you <laughs> enslave people? I won't. St- I don't think it's this good that you're enslaving people. Unconstitutional that he's doing this. Yeah. What sir, happened to? No, what happened sir, to the no one is above the law. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I will, uh, oh, I'll say that uh, the only thing I, my only opinion about Ludacris in this movie is you can always tell when you have a script written by white people where they're trying to write dialogue for a black character and then a black actor has to read those lines. It is always very funny. <laughs> it always feels bad to watch, but yeah, it's, I, it's I hilarious. Felt, I felt bad for Ludacris in this, I would say. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. The only other thing I have to say about uh, humans is uh, the the only girl in humans was a white girl with dreads, and when she showed up, I was kind of like, yeah, that's that's just what this movie needs. Checks <laughs> out for like a for like a liberalism tech company. <laughs> yeah, actually, pretty accurate. Um, yeah. So there's a uh, one last thing here that we wanted to that we wanted to talk about. Um, I think I'm gonna yeah. let you take the lead I- here. I hinted at this in the beginning when I said there's a musical number. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so when they they invade the 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 Michael C. Hall Mark Zuckerberg compound, <laughs> right? And they're ready to fuck him up, and he he wa- he walks in from the dark, and like there's a bass line that starts. He goes do 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 do, and it's him like. TikTok mouthing along to like uh 
to like a Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. And like doing a choreographed dance with with, with all of his, his mind slaves around him. With his with his like fully riot geared up with AK forty seven mind slaves dancing with him and like doing JoJo poses and shit. <laughs> and then it's just like and it lasts way too long. But it, does it it's just because this is the best part of the movie. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah. So this it's it's complicated because what we're kind of going into is like this is the tone that the movie needed, uh, <laughs> just that like the really fucking weird shit, and I I really wish that they had just gone like full tilts bizarre yeah. with the tone because the- this is hilarious and really good and this is the tone that this type of story deserves if you're not going to take it seriously yeah what like the the most of the weird uncomfortable stuff in this movie is like isn't it gross to be horny (laughs) right basically this not only does this come out of nowhere and is like an additional new tone introduced into the film (laughs) um it's the best looking part of the movie like yeah, it's really C- well shot. Yeah, like Michael C. Hall is like silhouetted against this like white staircase in his like weird tech bro house that he has, and like all of the other like we- mind controlled jazz dancers are like moving along with him, and it looks super. Fr- and it's like, what? Who? They made like nine movies here, and like three of them are pretty good. And yeah, then- like this. This is a good like demonstration of his power. Like, this is what, like, a, a well-written supervillain would do. Like, yeah. an interesting, multifaceted supervillain who isn't just evil Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, but up until that point, you had no reason to believe that he was, like, a cool villain. Yeah. There, it's... Hmm, there, there are a lot of parts that really make you feel like, man, fuck, this could have been a good-ass movie. And I think that yeah. the, the strongest one of those is, like, kind of near the end, Gerard Butler, like has broken out of slayers and he needs to, he's wants to go get his wife back. So he goes to society to go get his wife. And there's like a sequence where he is talking to his wife, but he's not talking to his wife because he's talking to the guy that is controlling his wife. And so he has this like really uncomfortable back and forth where he's like, I know that my wife can hear me and understand me, but also this guy keeps trying to respond to me and I have to keep telling him to shut the fuck up <laughs> because I'm trying to talk to my wife. And it's like almost really poignant is good and good. And if it was in a movie that was solid all the way through, it would be like a great emotional ending to like the, the arc with those two characters. Um, but the movie is bad and has a lot of slurs in it. And I generally thought that it was a very unpleasant experience from start to finish. <laughs> That would generally be my letterboxed review of this. This movie's bad and has a bunch of slurs in it. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, like, that's that's all this movie deserves. Yep. We, Of course, we have a podcast, so we definitely <laughs> can make 25 minutes of content out of it. But, like, I don't know. Fuck this movie. Yeah, it, fuck, this fuck this movie, movie for, for shitting all over a cool... Uh, cyberpunk concept yeah man somebody 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 remake gamer 2009 come out i was literally just thinking that please release gamer 2021 and and make something good out of this premise hey you can even bring back gerard butler you can even bring back john leguizamo he didn't even do anything in this movie besides say the n-word he like just kind of dies unceremoniously (laughs) he said the n-word and then died (laughs) (laughs) okay that 
somebody needs to like get John Leguizamo into an interview and be like, "Hey, so can we talk about Gamer 2009? How did they make how what happened there?" What did they just say the, the N word, John? As, as soon as he hears the word gamer, he's like, "This conversation is over." When he walks away, <laughs> you'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> he's just constantly haunted by the N bomb that he had to drop. God, why did they make him do that? Why? 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 I don't. He's such a good Luigi. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh God, what are we watching next week, Mark? Um, <laughs> we're watching Rayman the animated series. Boy. Uh, <laughs> So th- apparently there's a Rayman animated series. Um you know, a beloved character that that we all definitely care about, Rayman. Um so you know, it's a French British Canadian series based on the Rayman video game series following the success of Rayman 2: Colin the Great Escape, which was out of N64. I don't know. I've never played a single a single Rayman game. I only um, played I don't Rayman really... Three and like the the new ones that are side scrollers. So yeah, they were supposed to they were supposed to make twenty six of these and they made four. <laughs> yep, it's one of those. Um, it's a real uh, uh, battle toad situation here, <laughs> yeah. which of course turned out great. Um, so uh, it was released on VHS in North America, uh, which is. Interesting. I'm yeah. sure it was I'm only sure. it was only broadcast in like three regions in Europe and then never appeared anywhere else. Yeah, I'd I I'd love to know how expensive that VHS uh copies are. God. Like I wonder if it's like a like a prized item for people in like the Rayman fandom. <laughs> There's gotta be a Rayman fandom. There's right? an everything fandom. So also the only other thing I know about this is I think Billy West, uh from such such classics as Futurama uh, plays Rayman in this, and my understanding is that is the most phoned-in Billy West performance. Oh, there's of no all way time. it's good. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So I basically had this one as a threat against <laughs> against Mark. Yeah, I was like, hey, was... if you don't think of anything else, we're going to watch <laughs> Rayman the animated series. Uh, so we're watching Rayman the animated series because Mark. Yeah, didn't I think of anything I else. called her bluff, and unfortunately, she was ready with the trigger. <laughs> she was she was ready with shooters. She 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 fucking posted posted that. Rayman the Animated Series under next week real quick. (laughs) Where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. That's at Cartridge Cinema is the Twitter. At Cartridge Cinema. Uh, Join the Discord. It is linked in the pinned post on the Twitter. Uh, You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, and your favorite podcasting app. Uh, It's it's all over the place. Uh, You can rate us. That would be chill. If you gave us that that good rating, uh, the music uh, that you're listening to right now is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. Don't join the military. House keys, not handcuffs, etc. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You I don't said know if I'm gonna do a post show this week. I have to. I have to go to a sweet protest tomorrow, and then I have to go to another sweet protest the day after that. So I'm. Try, I'm gonna try I think to you sleep. Should, I think you should hella sleep and yeah. and just uh, get ready to get ready to be out there in the sun uh, and eat some eat happy, some nourishing happy meals. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For right. real though. Yeah. <laughs> that that's gonna do it. Thanks, guys. And bye.